Hello and welcome to The Third Way. The Third Way is a podcast exploring the world of the mind, art, and how people function together. We recorded this episode quite a few weeks ago to give you all an idea of who we are, what the podcast is about, and what kind of themes you can be expecting from us. Instead of launching this episode first, we decided last week to publish a response to recent events in regards to violence and murders of black bodies in the US and around the world. This is why this introductory episode is coming a little bit lighter and our schedule is a little bit messed up, but we didn't care. We are all about racial justice and equality, so if you haven't yet, make sure you go back and have a listen to our episode launched last week. For now, enjoy this introductory episode and thank you for being a part of The Third Way. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our first episode of the Third Way podcast. My name is Jess. And I'm Cephas. And uh, we're so excited that you tuned in today and have decided to come along on this journey with us. Yeah. And in this episode, we'll be taking some time to introduce ourselves and the podcast uh, to hopefully give you a little bit of an insight into our worlds and maybe the angles that we're going to be coming from and approaching the conversations. Yes. Um, So to start with Cephas, I thought it might be real helpful um, to actually tell people how we've met, Mm -hmm. (laughs) what our context is, um, and maybe how how we decided to, to start a podcast in the first place. Yeah. This um, is um yeah this is this is this is great because you don't get origin stories this early into anything. True. <laughs> <laughs> Normally you wait you wait till you see the first three films that come out and then they'll do an origin story just to keep people interested. But this is a good way to go, I think. Are you saying we're doing it the wrong way around, Cephas? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. No. Too, too late. Yeah. Um. Okay. So if I remember correctly. We had probably known each other for quite a while before we like sort of properly connected over all the stuff we're about to talk about um, because we both go to the same church or went to the same, anyway, it's a bit complicated, but we went to the (laughs) same location of a church. (laughs) All those of you listening who have nothing to do with church, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's a bit complicated, but bear with us. We're just giving context of how we met. This has gone deep already, and we were like, yeah. two minutes well, I mean, in. I feel like you know, we're just we, you've got to start at, at a reference somewhere. So yes. yeah, so we yeah, we we both met at the same church, um, and um, our church is sort of multifaceted. So there's different locations. I was based in Guildford. Um, we have a location in Guildford. Jess was predominantly in the location in London. Yep. And uh, you essentially came out to spend some time with our guys and um, help our team. Yes. Yeah, true. Because at the time, for context, um, those of you who don't know me, I um, actually worked for Hillsong Church for almost seven years, which mm-hmm. is a long time. Yeah. Um, and at the time, which I think was around, gosh, it's all a big blur, but maybe 2017? Mm. 
Would that be right? Or 2016? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 16, 17. We can go for the academic year. <laughs> yeah. We'll go for the academic year, guys, but yeah. it was definitely somewhere there. Yeah. It actually would. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> get carried away now. Um, yeah. So I was working um, for church and my role um, had changed over the years. Like Sifa said, Hillsong Church is quite multifaceted. It's a it's a very large church. There are multiple locations. And um, whilst for the first few years, my role was predominantly in um, being a producer for some of the big events. Again, those of you who don't know much about the church world, basically Hillsong Church is the kind of church that will do like you know, big conferences and events in venues like the O2 Arena and Wembley and stuff like that. So I was a part of that team. And in the year that I came out to Guildford, my role kind of shifted a little bit. And mm. part of my job at that point was to, yeah, to come to Guildford and um, spend some time with the creative team there. Um, if you picture the services that Hillsong do, it's like, um, you know, there's like a band and there are lights and screens and all kinds of things. And um, so my job was to come and work with that team. And um, I had just come from a monastery. <laughs> Which, what a contrast in one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> that probably gives you guys a little bit of insight uh, this early on into my personality. Uh, so <laughs> whilst I was working for what could be classed as a mega church, um, I also frequently went to a... Um, a monastery in France that is rooted in a lot of Catholic tradition, although it's not a Catholic monastery, it's rooted in a lot of that tradition. So lots of meditation, silence, stillness, candles, icons, you know, early morning prayers. Yeah. So I just spent at least a week, if not two weeks um, out there. And uh, I think a couple of days after that, we all went to someone's house had a barbecue got mm. all the room together yeah um so that was kind of the state of mind i was in when i got there i think i was like floating in the air or something <laughs> um and and we started a conversation how wh where were you at at that point in life steve um i was somewhere in my postgraduate study and i can't remember exactly where but it was yeah about a year or two in and I was exploring the world of um, sort of theology and the arts. I've done... I've it was just... 2016. I just okay. remembered it was 2016. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... Yeah, I finished, yeah, finished my degree in, in music and theology. And then I wanted to carry that on because I was really interested in... Um, sort of exploring the idea of the arts beyond... Um, just a gallery or you know um, a music concert or something I wanted to bring it more closer to home um, so yeah I think I was I was in the middle of that and it's it's a funny it's a funny thing because I'm always looking for people to talk to about that yeah. subject about that topic yeah, and yeah. I will I will find the smallest teeniest window into any conversations if someone's talking to me about food I'll talk about you know how amazing the sense of taste is like, do you... <laughs> um, so you're a geek is what so you're I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a nerd in that sense but you, you know the funny thing is you can't there aren't enough people that are inclined that way um, yeah or they, or they just aren't aware of that type of um 
sort of living or engagement. So mm-hmm. we started having a conversation at the barbecue because yeah. we had obviously come back from this monastery and I was sort of semi-aware of what people do when they go to these retreats and things <laughs> like that. So I'm like, wait, hold yeah. on. So you're telling me that you engaged with things like sculpture and painting yeah. and yeah. um you know the sense of smell that you use to engage with with god or with yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. even um so i think that's what kind of kicked off the conversation um, yeah yeah it definitely did i think we um yeah we just kind of went went from there didn't we and and i remember actually coming home from that barbecue i don't know if i ever told you this but um i remember coming home and I would have already lived, yeah, I would have already lived with the housemate I live with now. And I, mm-hmm. and I, um, I remember coming home and just saying to her, like, oh my gosh, like I connected with this person who was like on the same, like, geeky nerd trip. And I was just so <laughs> happy because I think I felt the same in a way. Um, yeah. you know, really we were both, whilst we were very involved in church, obviously, I mean, I worked for church, so mm-hmm. <laughs> hello. Mm-hmm. Um, we and and you were obviously key part of team or our key part of team but in the, at the same time i think when it came to some of the ideas and thought processes and we were maybe a little bit on the fringe mm-hmm. um not not in a negative way but just just a little bit like you know left field and so it was always so refreshing to um meet someone who was on the same page and you were obviously on that so from there where did it go from there um yeah we sort of we tried to keep the conversation alive basically and uh, almost tried to encourage one another to um to sort of i don't know to sort of pursue that and try and try and discover um things in ways about um integrating those two um those two subjects or even finding like a way of engaging with life and with with god we, we did um we ran a course for a while didn't we i almost forgot about that Art, um, uh, or or oh yeah, hold on. This is something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, um we I've, proper I've... geeked out about the idea of like obviously. I mean, it's your master, so you were geeking out about art and theology anyway. <laughs> but um, my involvement with the Performing Arts Academy that Hillsong started, and my passion for art and music, and yeah the power that could have in a person's life. Like, mm. I think we ended up just cu- bringing the two together and yeah. we like, told everyone who wanted to hear or didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> we definitely know? wrote a syllabus. I remember now. Yes, we definitely did. It, it's like <laughs> making an eight-year-old a prime minister. That's what that was like. <laughs> <laughs> what Sifas yeah. is trying to say with that is that we <laughs> thought we knew a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, probably knew nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, we 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 knew we knew a lot of stuff. It just we we hadn't had given time for the frame um, to yes. form properly. But that's that's fine. Sometimes you just gotta let things fly and see see how far they go. Um, <laughs> True. Um, we like got people out on Saturday mornings and like, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh. Some of those conversations were actually very very fruitful because it got people yeah. thinking outside of the arbitrary. Um, sort of educational um, way of creating and knowing stuff. Yeah. I think people, uh, yeah, from from what I know, people were um, encouraged, and we we had some conversations that we wouldn't normally have, even in, even in a in a creative setting like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So yeah, so we, you know, 
<laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So yeah, that kind of happened. And then we um, just, you know, we kept in touch. We were sharing the podcast each other were listening to and books. Like I, have, yeah. I read books that I only read because you recommended them. Mm-hmm. There was, um, yeah, I think, I think relatability was definitely key, but then also it was, it was kind of this, this kind of this passive, um, encouragement and push into kind of, okay, come on, let's, let, let, let's go there. Cause it's not yeah. like it's, it's a bad place to go or whatever. It just, yeah. needed, it just needed to be explored. And, um, yeah. yeah, so we just, yeah, we basically paid attention to that and we tried to, we didn't, we didn't t- like talk loads or too often, but I think whenever we did have a conversation, it was very, um, encouraging and we'd always kind of, I'd always come yeah. away from those conversations with, a couple more books or, or something else oh, that I could yeah. kind of invest myself into. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then um, what happened was that my journey really took me on an unprecedented path. Um, and I think so for, for a couple of years, we didn't, we didn't talk very much. Um, yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. just in passing. Um, so I, uh, resigned from uh, staff at Hillsong Church about, it's, it's coming up to a year now. So um, I think May 2019 was was my last year. And, and my whole life um, had been on a really crazy story. I mean, there's, there's podcast episodes in a lot of the statements I'm about <laughs> to make. But um, mm-hmm. over the years leading up to my decision to resign, I um, met my biological dad for the first time I um met siblings I didn't know I had for the first time um I was confronted with a deep darkness I fell into a really um really really deep depression I'd lived with depression for years but it was never as bad as it was towards the end of 2019 I was in um and had been probably for a couple of years on a journey that some might coin um, deconstruction. Um, maybe I, I prefer the word reconstruction. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, yeah, I was on a journey of just looking at like, what, what do I believe? Why do I believe it? Do I actually believe it? Um, I am, whilst I'm a creative, I'm also even though I really tried to run away from it and quite academically wired. Mm. So I end up like taking things apart and analyzing them and reading and reading more. And then that makes me read even more. And then, so I kind of over the years combining life circumstances, questions I was asking, Mm. my grandma was very sick for very many years and it was getting worse. And that opened up a whole can of worms of questions, which, you know, you're not supposed to ask as a good Christian. And so I just went on this whole journey of revisiting my faith. And to be perfectly honest, I'm still on that journey. Mm -hmm. Um, And among so many other things, I decided to resign from my position in church and um, went freelance with my work Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of said, you know what, life, universe, God, whatever, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. What's next? So I'm just going to see. So, so during that time, our paths had definitely not crossed very often. Yeah. What was your What was your time like? Until um, we kind of reconnected. Yeah, 
I th- I think to be honest, I was I have deconstructed at university. I think that's yes. just that's very safe for me to say because yeah, um, it's it's a kind of place that really induces that if you're studying subjects like theology or philosophy or the arts because you do end up at some point arriving at the fundamentals of life yeah. and pulling it apart and going right maybe this needs to be reshaped or repositioned and yeah. that's fine so i think in terms of in terms of internal position not a lot changed for me i think i was at that time in my career i suppose or even what i want to do in my life i was just trying to get a foot into um I guess the industry really. Yeah. I, I haven't Tell studied. Tell us what you do, real quick. Um, so yeah, so coming out of music and theology, I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, do music in some way, shape, or form, and I was really fascinated by music for film and media. Yeah. So um, I loved, um, I love film scores, and that's something that I've eventually found a way in to try and yeah to earn money from, which is um, amazing even at this yeah. little stage that it's in right now. Yeah, but yeah, I basically yeah, um, yeah did work worked worked a bunch of part-time jobs and really tried to make sense of it all um but I think I kind of I'm trying to sort of um, frame it in response to sort of what you said I on the other hand I was kind of um just trying to go deeper into figuring um figuring out yeah the arts and theology and their relationship um so I what I did was we did that course which was amazing at that arts academy and I actually decided that I needed to go and relearn some stuff for myself. So yeah. in, in the last couple of years, what I've actually been doing is figuring out my, let's call it my non-negotiables yeah. and, and figuring out what I can hold with an open hand and let go or have discussions about. And yeah. so, yeah, I think that's sort of been the last couple of years Um, kind of, yeah, personally, I mean, I got married. That's... I was just going to say, like, there was a couple. <laughs> couple of other big things that happened like, yeah. you got married yeah I got married I was dating someone for a long long time and it finally um yeah we decided to um make it super super permanent which is yeah. uh, which is good um yeah and well done yeah <laughs> we've moved into our own place in Guildford and all that kind of stuff so that there was that side of things which is just yeah. um good things in life that take place and yeah. um, I, re- I really value um um those things so I'm glad that so we'll come in and yeah we're we're just we're in we're in full life now and um in full life yeah we're here talking about this podcast <laughs> yes I- context to how we then reconnected um mm. I like I said had been on this journey of um, just working out, like, what do I want to do with my life? What do I yeah. want to do next? Um, I had been, um, since going freelance, I've been a, f- a creative and events producer, um, been kind of settled within myself that, you know, I wanted to do things with purpose. Um, and, ho- yeah. you know, hopefully we all want to do that. But the things that meant purpose for me was that when I sort of put my name or my energy behind an event. Um, I wanted to be able to stand for and behind the purpose of that event. Yeah. So um, kind of spent about a year, like, or maybe nine months um, since going freelance, kind of sharpening like the pillars. Um, Cause I realized that I'm one of those multi, what, what's the word? Multi 
Disciplinary, yes. fascinating. Dis- that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Multidisciplinary people. Mm-hmm. Um, like I'm a producer. I write. I create yeah. content. Mm-hmm. I can organize shit. I yeah. can, you know, I have lots of different things that I can do fairly mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, I'm probably not an expert in either of them, but <laughs> I can do quite a few of them fairly well. Mm. So I, I was always torn between like, do I have to pick one? Like, you know, do I have to be just that or just that or just that? And spent years, probably has a bit to do as well with my like, you know, they say that people who come, and I know we're going to get to that, but people who come from different um, like dual heritage or different, you know, backgrounds or have moved yeah. countries or whatever, mm-hmm. often struggle with that sense of like, where do I fit? And I yeah, think yeah. that translated into my like, vocational life as well and so Mm. since going freelance i then went okay actually maybe i don't have to decide what task i do maybe i can do various different things but i wanted to have something that i was basing my decision and my Mm. um yeah just the the, my life choices on and and so i came to this point where i was like i have these four pillars right like there Mm -hmm. are these four pillars and any event I do, any business I consult, any coaching, any writing, any speaking I do has to somehow fit around at least one of these pillars. Right. And my pillars are um, mental health and well-being, mm-hmm. social change, specifically around racial equality and gender equality, yeah. um, obviously the arts, mm-hmm. Um specifically around music but you know all other kinds of art forms as well and faith and spirituality yeah so i had kind of gotten to the point where i was like okay i might not be entirely clear about what i'm gonna do (laughs) but it's it's gonna be around that but it it, kind of took the pressure off because then i was like okay well that's my purpose those four pillars are my purpose Mm. of life yeah so from now it actually doesn't matter what I do, how big or small the job is, if I'm going to start my own business or not or whatever, as long as I get to do something around those four things. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I was at. And then COVID happened. <laughs> I'm surprised it's taken us this long to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the inevitable I mean, happened. <laughs> COVID happened, you guys. I mean, who was ready for that? So COVID happened and I realized I had to, I had no idea again what my life was going to look like. I had a couple of projects lined up. Um, actually, I mean, to be fair, at the start of 2020, within the first month and a half, I had my year planned out. Like mm-hmm. I had projects and events for mm-hmm. May, June, July, yep. October, November, and December, which is <laughs> as many events as you can do really as a one-man band. Yeah, yeah. Um, had another client that I was going to train somebody up for. So anyway, sorry, I'm venting now, but it's <laughs> really hard. This is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Just with a lot of people listening, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, well, there are a few things that I can carry on doing, just believing and hoping that eventually this is going to end and eventually people are going to be allowed to gather again. So I can carry on working on some projects, but then, you know, definitely had to do some pivoting, which everyone's been talking about. Guys, you didn't see me do air quotes. (laughs) Pivoting. Um, (laughs) 
And uh, then I, I, I kind of thought, like the first few weeks, I really struggled with writing. Like I just mm. couldn't get anything on paper. Um, right. so I don't know if that's like the collective trauma thing or whatever. I don't know. Possibly. Mm. Um, but then it got to a point where I was like, okay, I, I want to put content out because I feel like I have something to say that might help people. So I did a little Insta story. Um, hello, social media. Took us quite a while to get to social media as well, which I find rather impressive. <laughs> We're doing um, well. We're having genuine conversation here. That's why. <laughs> yay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I took, took to social media and just did a little video and was like, right, guys, if you know, what, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to write about? What do you want me to talk about? At that point, I hadn't figured out what medium I was going to focus on. Mm -hmm. Definitely know I'm going to write more again, but you know, even, um, what was I going to do? You know, people do IGTV things. I don't even know what you call them. Are they called IGTV? Yeah. IGTV. That's the one. Yep. So, Yeah, so I just put that out and put it out into the universe and then you responded. Yeah, I did. I I thought it was a brilliant idea considering where our journeys had taken us and almost almost kind of um looking at oh, you know what the last last 2 or 3 years have been they've you know they've been what what they've been and we you would have learned loads, I would have learned loads. Mm. And I'm one of those guys that I have ideas in my head and I mm-hmm. sort of just sit with it until it's the absolute right time to do something. Yeah. Um, so I've had like, you know, plans for podcasts or plans for just conversations on some, on a platform about yeah. these, these topics or topics that we're going to cover. And um, yeah, I'm just a firm believer in just waiting and sort of yeah. see, seeing, seeing it to, um, yeah. the right time because yeah I've, I think I've had experience in the past where I've done stuff too soon and it's like oh you yeah. know what maybe yeah another year of just adding depth to this you know <laughs> doesn't, yeah. doesn't go wrong so basically I, I thought yeah you know what I'm gonna this might be a good time so I, I responded and I was like yeah I've got ideas so I sent you a document with like a whole <laughs> bunch of yeah <laughs> yes, um kind of key topics and words and things that I think that might be yeah. vaguely related um yeah yeah I mean, it's interesting what you just said about, um, you know, as as we get into the topics of, of this podcast and the name of this podcast, it's interesting what you just said about, you know, you believe in waiting for the right time and maybe not, you know, instantly reacting to an idea and stuff like that. And that's actually so co- countercultural, isn't it? Like yeah. we live in, in, a, in such a fast paced mm. instant society and everyone's like, you have an idea, act on it. Yeah. Go. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom. Put it on Instagram. Put it there. Yeah. I have a, <laughs> I have coined a term for that generation. It's called the opportunist. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I don't, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's literally you you make your own opportunities today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is and, um, <laughs> yeah. It it is interesting because I think you know that is something that I do think we will explore. You know, is it either or? Mm-hmm. Is there a right and a wrong way is it wrong to put stuff out on social media straight away mm. or is it right or is it black and white is there maybe 
you know, a different way of looking at it, which I guess leads me to the name mm -hmm. of our podcast, yeah. uh, The Third Way, um, which the name was really born from a question that you asked, um, I think, when we had our first meeting. So you responded to my uh, Insta story, blah, blah. Yeah. And um, we kind of got together. We decided to meet. Um, we kind of very quickly decided to do a podcast, like <laughs> I think in our first meeting. <laughs> It was a fruitful conversation. <laughs> yeah, and it was, yeah. A, it was the fruits of like actually year-long conversations that we've had yeah, in yeah. some way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, and so you said something. What was it you said? You asked the question. I think I was, um, I was trying to f find, I was trying to sort of um, find, a, find a thread that we were going to yeah. run through our conversations. Um, yeah. Um, almost, yeah, have like a, a landing place uh, yeah, uh, for, yeah. for the topics that we're covering. Because I suppose um, all, all of these um, type of conversations, they can just end up being quite loose and airy-fairy, which, you know, yeah. to some degree is okay. But I, I guess we want to, it's almost like, okay, so what's going to be our goal? What are we trying to yeah. present? Or what are we yeah. trying to give to our, our listeners or the people that are going to engage with what we're going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. And I think, for me, I had kind of thought about that and actually someone responded as well. Mm. One of the girls, I run this like group um, of girls, like every six to eight weeks we get together. Um, it's the most fun, like mix of women um, who don't interact much in real life, but then they all come together at my house, like every six to eight weeks right. and <laughs> ask all kinds of appropriate and inappropriate questions. And I give all kinds of appropriate and inappropriate answers. And so they kind of really know like where I'm at, even in my spiritual journey and in my yeah. personal journey. And um, one of them had actually reacted to my call out on Instagram. She said, can you talk about the third way? Right. Because it had mm. been something that I, you know, had kind of brought into conversation a lot. So when you asked the question about like, where do we want to land? Mm -hmm. I think that came to mind because to me, the third way means a, uh, a new way. Now, what I mean by that is I I think I look at the world and whether it's in a context of religion or politics or general functioning of society, like I look at our world and I just feel like I know I'm not alone and this is not a novel idea, but mm -hmm. we live in such a polarized environment. Um you know, some people argue that's not new. Some people argue, you know, in the Middle Ages, it was the same because everybody was in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, cool. However, mm. um, the difference is that the polarization now has a much bigger impact on a much larger group of people because of globalization and because of how interconnected we all are. Mm. So, you know, for a to use an example for a country like the United States to be as polarized as it is. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah, like yeah. for um, groups of, you know, faith groups, like all of that. And the more I thought about that, I thought actually I would want, or I would, my desire is that everything I do would help people see the other side and see the other. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that doesn't mean agree with the other all the time, being some fake, you know, 
peace, love and harmony club. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> you know, that that's not what I talk about. But but what I mean when I talk about the third way, what I mean when I talk about, you know, seeing the other is that we would we would reconnect with this ability in us to honor and respect that there are differences, but we can hold the tension. Dr. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King talks about this idea of beloved community. Like he mm-hmm. talks about, um, if you read like his writings, his letters and all of that, as much as obviously he was about the civil rights movement as a priority, mm-hmm. he had a, he had a big view of what was possible for society, for humanity. Like he wasn't just a, quote unquote, just an activist for civil rights. He was an activist against poverty in America. He was um, very outspoken against the Vietnam War, et cetera. So yeah. he had everything he did was coined around this idea of beloved community mm-hmm. and beloved community. Again, not meaning some like weird utopia where everybody always agrees with, with each other, yeah. but a place where I could hear you. You could hear me. There was conflict, healthy conflict that could be discussed. Mm. So to me, the third way means coming back to this ability to not always live in fight or flight, black and white, left, right, like these polarized, dualistic ways of thinking. Yeah. But to train ourselves and help ourselves help us learn to see a third way yeah a way where we can hold the tension together or maybe find resolution mm-hmm. in tension and all that i don't know what 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 does the third way mean to you it's all a bit complex but <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing i think i think you've you've pretty much um given people a bit of a ballpark idea because essentially it might be a new idea to a lot of people because you know what people are either used to moving backwards or moving forwards mostly forwards yeah, wow. is what people try to do but yeah. as i'm as much as i'm a fan of both of those i'm also a fan of standing still in one place mm. and some and sometimes you need to do that sometimes you just need to be in your home and yeah clean it <laughs> and that's okay sometimes you need oh, to pay attention are you firing shots at my flat no, uh, no, uh, no it looks it looks just fine <laughs> um so I think yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of things in this in this world where it's it's either you know left or right forward or backward black or white but there's actually a lot of there's a whole spectrum in between that either needs to be considered or I think in making choices decisions and in just how people position themselves they need to be okay sitting anywhere on that spectrum yeah and loving or just being in um in that in that in that place and it's okay um for you to hit an extreme if you feel like you need to hit an extreme because yeah. that's necessary sometimes but yeah. also the great the great areas matter just as much and yeah. it's all circumstantial so yeah um, and i think yeah. it's it's about the um i think i i i can't remember if i mentioned this to you before but you know sometimes i feel like we all have a pendulum when it mm. comes to opinion and convictions and I know I'm a person of extreme so like yeah. I will be all the way on the right on one day and then I'll be like no screw that I'll be all <laughs> the way on the left the next day <laughs> and in my personal life I've realized that my goal and everything is to kind of find find that middle like yeah. help that pendulum like swing in the middle ground so I think the reason we've called the way the, the podcast the third way is because we want to allow 
all sides mm -hmm. to exist. We want yep. the conversation to exist. We want the conflict to exist. We yep. might not always agree on things, all of that. But at the end of the day, our hope would be that we can help each other and everybody who's listening and everybody who comes on the show could, could contribute mm -hmm. to us finding this third way in every topic that we discuss. If we talk, if, you know, if we talk about uh, racial issues, then we, we would hope that we can find a space of what could the third way look like in this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we talk about, you know, the arts, like what can the arts contribute to a world of the third way? So yeah, I guess that's, yeah, that's essentially a goal. And Sifa, so remind us what are the sort of key topics that we're going to discuss? So essentially we are exploring the worlds of the mind, art and how people function together. Ooh. That is it. That is what we're trying to do. So those are, I guess, three areas. Well, we've used the word worlds because we think they're all three huge things that we're going to yeah. try and talk about separately and also culminate them together somehow yeah. and um, yeah, explore those those topics. Um, I'm happy to go into some of them if you want me to, Jess. Yeah, I think that'd we be good. Give some details. So yeah. I tried to frame these. So the mind, it's amazing. It's it's a thing that we all, we all have, but I feel like it doesn't start with it. So what I've got down is um, sort of starts with our senses, which our mind mm -hmm. is desperately connected to. Yeah. So we're going to pay attention to that. Um, and... Um, what is the mind's response to the things that we, um, you know, things that are communicated to us through our senses, the range of emotions and feelings that rise and fall, um, yeah. as well as the various mental states that sort of proceed from these emotions and feelings. And yeah. um, in most cases, how they tend to dictate um, how we think, respond and live. Yeah, that's amazing. I was actually just listening um, yesterday. I was listening to a different podcast and um, they were talking to, uh, a Buddhist teacher mm -hmm. whose name has slipped my mind. Um, we can find his name and put him in the notes. Um, <laughs> and he, but he was talking about, he was making the statement where he says, isn't it interesting that every human has the exact same five senses mm. that feed information to us. Amazing. Like, if if you you know if your body is functioning well yeah yeah you have sight smell taste hearing and uh what's the fifth one touch you're like i've only got four and i haven't experienced that sense in such a long time <laughs> that's why i forgot what it was uh, amazing <laughs> But yeah, he was saying how this is brilliant. This is the best first episode ever. Yeah. Um, he was saying how, you know, we all have those same five senses. Mm -hmm. And so the same tools by which information can yeah. be received yeah. goes to the mind. And yet look at how diverse we are and it's, how yeah. differently we process it. Like, what it's crazy because that the, the difference in processing or the you know the way our minds respond doesn't just differ from room to room or house to house like yeah that alone is a big enough difference or, or person to person but obviously you've got like 
village to village, city to yes. city, and you know, parts, different parts of the world just have yeah. totally different ways of um, responding to the same thing. So, yeah, I'm so excited to be exploring the mind. What does the arts mean to us? Um, I've got. Um, so I've got <laughs> this is this is this is like this is like my sweet spot. It's it's so funny trying to put words to this, but I feel like um art is the expression of human creativity and imagination. So the arts, um the arts um are um sort of categories of this expression, such as music, dance, painting, sculpture, yeah. and now what I call techno art, which is uh, <laughs> okay. art, yeah, technology-based art forms, um, yeah. which you'd find on media platforms and mass production. Yeah. And, you know, why talk about this? Well, we're kind of surrounded by this expression of human creativity and imagination. Yeah. Um, so if you look at the plate that we eat from, the devices that we use, um, the chair that we sit on, yeah. or even transport that we use are all solutions that people have come up with through art through their imagination and creativity which yeah we have in our everyday lives yeah. and i'm thinking um yeah perhaps there's a deeper understanding and living that's possible when we're aware of this yeah um, essentially we're either creating or engaging with some form of art um all the time and it's actually yeah. <laughs> closer to us than our nearest pavement yeah i love yeah. that I, I love the you know kind of bringing this concept of art that could so often think a lot of people like stay away quote unquote mm. from art or they think they do they don't yeah. because yeah. like we just established it's all yeah. around us mm -hmm. but stay away from um dealing with that idea and talking yeah. about it and processing it because it seems so elusive and yeah. it's like well you know i have to go to an art gallery and mm. look at a painting for 10 minutes and like be really interested and like studying mm -hmm. the brushstroke or what it says to me which is mm -hmm. all great by the way yeah, 100%. And that's yep. what you're doing. I mean, I do that. Like, yeah. I mean, I cried at a pencil drawing before. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I cried at pencil drawings. I cry listening to Gregorian choirs. I mean, you know, so I'm not, not at all like dismissing that. But I like the idea that we would bring the conversation about art into our day-to-day -day lives. And with yeah. that... I would quite like to explore as well, like the impact art can have, the, mm -hmm. the impact it has on our day-to-day -day lives, the impact yeah. it has on our minds, like mm. how these topics are connected, um, how what we listen to, read, hear, feed ourselves with from an art perspective can impact us. So I'm really excited that we're going to explore some of that and hopefully get to hear some of your art as well. <laughs> I always laugh whenever people ask me about that kind of stuff because I'm like, why? Yeah. It's what you do. Yeah, it, yeah. I just I find I'm 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 very like, if one person wants to work with me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing in the world. You actually want to choose to, yeah, this, yeah. So I'm Guys, I'm grateful. He yeah, he's that humble, which is really funny. Also, the jingle you would have heard at the start. Well, guess who wrote it? Yeah, <laughs> your yours truly, Cephas. So Thank, yep. I'm available for work. <laughs> and so Shut and so up. is Jess. <laughs> yes. So I'm, yeah. I actually wrote down an idea, Cephas, about work for you that we're going to discuss after this. And I can't believe I haven't thought about it before. But anyway, Brilliant. we'll talk after. <laughs> I hope you're still following us, people. What's the third thing we're going to talk about, Cephas? All right. And lastly, and not certainly the least, is how people function together. Um, do people function together? Which is <laughs> a question to ask in and of itself. But 
I guess, um, I mean, whether it's the brilliance of a small village or the chaotic connection of a city, I think they're both valid. And yeah. there are people that live in both these places and anywhere on that spectrum. Yeah. Um, they're full of set ways, opinions, forgotten facts, and I guess objectivity is mostly overthrown and replaced with certain traditions and trends. Yeah. Um, and I suppose functioning together requires um, a deep commitment to common common ground and reconciliation. Um, yeah. Knowing good from bad, right from wrong. Um, and we also need to address the moral position of many societal habits and extremes that yeah. you know, I guess we've kind of inherited from the past and the choices people have made, made in the past. Yeah. Um, so that, I don't know, the immediate future, what we're doing now, and even the distant future is something that's worth looking forward to or walking into Um, and I guess the sort of the big question that we'll ask in that specific field is how can we do that yeah Um, yeah yeah no I love that and I think this is probably what you guys will notice is we each have like our sweet spot and then we also like interact with all the other topics and Mm -hmm. where art is definitely Cephas's He's the expert out of the two of us. <laughs> That's still um, weird. <laughs> well, but it's true. And it's I'm, I mean, I'm I'm like a wannabe expert, but <laughs> nah. you're definitely the expert. But I think my, um, you know, if I had to pick one, um, well, I really can't. But if I had to, it would probably be people functioning together. Because mm. I, so before I came to London, I actually studied sociology for a minute. I, never I don't know if many people know that, you know. No, they probably don't. I, I actually, I studied political science and sociology um, <laughs> for a good, good few semesters. Yeah. Um, I do have to, for transparency's sake, admit that I quit. But <laughs> I am, um, I, the reason I studied both those and, mm. and particularly sociology is because I've always been fascinated by, frustrated by, enraged by and passionate <laughs> by it could keep from fascination to enraged <laughs> yeah that's how deeply i feel about this um by how people function or don't mm. function together how societies function um yeah. how our political systems function or don't function rather most of them don't function yeah um why we as people do what we do why we do things to each other why we look at each other the way we look at each other or how we interact. Like I've been passionate about that for a long time. I've applied that, um, you know, being someone who lead, who was leading teams and groups. And Mm -hmm. um, that was always something very interesting for me um, to me. But I think I really, really hope and would even go as far as saying pray that our conversation around this could contribute even just a little bit Mm-hmm. To, um, to maybe even just reminding people um, that we are, I know this is such a cheesy way, word to say, but we are in this together. There is only one planet. Yep. There is only one earth. There is, <laughs> um, you know, there is enough resource for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, there is enough space for everybody. So the question isn't what, the question is how, like yeah. you said. And I think, if we can contribute even just a little bit to mm. helping any community, any group of people, whether it's two or two billion, yeah. function together mm. in a in a healthier way, I mean, that's that's job done, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And I think the, <laughs> the amazing we can, thing, is... but we'll try. We'll get some experts to help yeah. us. 
that's literally what I was about to say. I think, yeah, we we will have guests, so you're not just yeah. listening to <laughs> listening to just two, yeah, hard earned opinions, just like <laughs> two, <laughs> two people of color sitting in London, yeah. uh, having a little bit of a reading fetish, thinking we can uh, solve the problems of the earth. Mm. No, we, we, can will, that, we can start. We can start. We'll start. Yeah, yes. we'll start something. Yeah. No, this is great. Well, Cephas, I think um, we're probably coming to the end. Um, there's so much that we haven't touched on yet. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot that we uh, can still share about even us as we kind of go along um, in yeah. this journey. But I think we'll have so much opportunity to do that, to give context to who we are. Um, and, you know, you can read our bios on our podcast page, <laughs> <laughs> which at the time of this recording don't actually exist yet. But yeah. uh, by the time this recording is live, they will exist. You can follow at the Third Way Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we're just so grateful that you listened to us <laughs> yeah i'm always fascinated like i said whether it's work or even someone just to sit, sit and listen to these conversations but i think yeah. we we genuinely believe in them so i think yeah. um that yeah there will be there will be some interesting and fruitful chats um that we'll be having absolutely um, yeah fantastic well thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in we hope you got a really good idea about what the third way podcast is going to be about And um, we're excited to be sharing this journey with you all.